time to ham up. Oh, I gotta really try it hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Hello, Survivors. You are listening to episode 46 of After the Credits. If you're here, you're the last last of the resistance and uh we're going to talk about terminator today so that's kind of appropriate um but uh we got we got myself and we got ryan here today hey and we got matt how's it going good what's up fellow time travelers no we're not time travelers we're survivors (laughs) at the end of this episode one of us will travel back in time to before we recorded our first episode to tell us to not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um after the credits is like cyberdyne systems keep, copies um, of us keep just popping up from the future yes. just over and over again throughout it's time. inevitable i guess this is just and we keep it, ignoring well, them it, it makes sense because you know they're how they're programming ais to like mimic certain things from humanity like if hum, yeah. if a robot was going to write a script to a tv show what it would come out like so anyway, the long story short is that AI will be invented when they tell an AI to try to mimic a podcast and they use <laughs> us as a model. Oh, man. That's how Skynet was born. Yep. We're sorry, uh, future. Yeah. You can blame it on us. We'll be. We'll take that. At least we did something. I don't know. It's going to mean something. Anyways. Um, well, before we jump in, jump into Terminator Dark Fate... Um, let's go around and it hasn't been as long as some of our previous, um, you know, hiatuses, but, uh, it has been, I think three weeks since El Camino, we recorded El Camino. Um, and so many things have happened since then. I guess. Oh man, have they? Man, I, 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 I hope, I'm assuming you got stuff to bring to the fire this week then. I have some, I have some logs I could throw in there. Um, but why don't, uh, why don't you start? What, what you got? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> You talking Matt to me? Off oh, your tail. Me? Oh no. Um, what am I up to? Well, I am uh now back to working two jobs, sort of. So uh, take that, brain cancer. Oh no, I probably made it mad now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've uh, I've uh, slowly been assimilating myself back into the world of working in stage tech outside of my uh, teaching gig so uh just picking up shifts here and there trying to keep myself on my feet uh trying to build myself back up as a result i'm tired all the time so that's fun um but which which is why um i have i totally am prepared for this episode so i'm gonna i gotta like slap myself a couple times get ready we're talking about one of my favorite franchises yeah, so I gotta, you just I gotta, gotta go I gotta, off the cuff. I gotta just get like... in the game. But uh, yeah, I, I've been working really hard lately. I've been really busy with work uh, at both jobs. But I, um, we've been uh, working on getting our fall play open at uh, the high school where I teach. Uh, we're doing uh, Twelve Angry Men, which uh, it's actually we're it's the mixed uh, gender version, so it's Twelve Angry Jurors. The uh, the author of of the play actually wrote slightly different versions depending on how you want to cast the show so yeah that's interesting uh, yeah so we're doing 12, 12 angry jurors um got to build a little courtroom set and it's pretty cool we have a we have a windows with a rain machine i mean i say rain machine but it's like a it's like a bucket of water with a motor that like 
like sends water up a, a garden hose into a PVC pipe and it like leaks out on the windows and then it pours back into the bucket. So it's it's a pretty simple mechanism, but it, it's pretty cool. And then I'm in the show. Uh, what? But what? you're a teacher. Nah, not really. Um, oh. I I play the role of uh of the judge uh, in voiceover. Uh, okay. <laughs> so oh. I get a I get a monologue. Um, uh, but I pre-recorded it, so I get to I, wait. I pre- when is the ju- like? I'm only familiar with the movie, so I haven't seen a live stage play of this. But um, when does the like? How does the judge? So you the show starts. It goes to black in the audience, and as it's going to black, you hear the judge like. Oh sending the jury to deliberate so like i have this little monologue where i'm like and now you must make a decision you hold the fate of a man's life in your hands and if you have any reasonable doubt blah blah so he's like this is the the chat the challenge that you are tasked with so i have this whole little pre-recorded monologue and i get to hit a gavel but not really because it's a sound effect that i dropped into the audio (laughs) recording um but i also got to do the uh the uh the please silence your cell phone spiel at the beginning and i got to do the intermission spiels and they're all themed so it's like the um the jury will now take a brief brief recess there are snacks in the lobby <laughs> and <I'm> like <laughs> and it's the judge it's like the judge telling you yeah audience yeah I, I do i do all the so all the things that are usually pre-recorded are like the two minute warning time to go back to your seats um I do, uh, you know, then like I said, the silence your cell phone. I got to record all those as the judge, and we wrote our own little spiels. So. Did you say like you will be held in contempt of court if your cell phone? Oh no, I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh. You know what? I because I got to write them; they're not part of the script. You know what, Sean? I should have consulted with you. You know, it's not too late actually. The, well, the sh- yeah. The show opened tonight. Oh, uh, we, they just had the. It, it is actually no. You'd be surprised. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> usually usually the uh the pre-recorded spiels for our school sh- our shows are like like we think we're done we're like all right we're ready to open the show we've done everything we got everything done all the lights are designed the sets finished painting everything's finished and usually the thing that we forget is like oh right we never recorded like any spiels so there have been shows i've worked on where it's like we recorded them 20 minutes before we opened the house, like, for the first performance. I'm kind of so, surprised you don't just, like, do it live. Or not surprised, but, like, do you ever, like, why not just do it live? Um, it's it's easier to just have an MP3 and a computer and mm-hmm. hit play. I mean, and then also, like, I mean, if you go see a professional show, you, you never have someone on a microphone, like, introducing the show, typically. Um, it, usually it's just, like, when it's showtime, it goes dark and the show starts so the overture plays or whatever so mm-hmm. uh, you know i that's the uh that's the the real world expect expertise i bring to these high school productions as i go in in professional theater is how we do it we pre-record that stuff so uh yeah so yeah, yeah no, it's just easy it's consistent you know and it's it's easy for all the student tech technicians to be like all right we got the thumbs up we're ready to start the show all right sound people hit the go button and then all the actors and all the other technicians hear the pre-recorded spiel. They're like, "Oh, okay, that we're going. The show's starting." So it's just a little easier and cleaner to do it that way. Um, so that's fun. I, I, you guys know, but I I acted a little bit in college. I was in like three or four plays. So um, so it's what I've always wanted to like. I always thought like it'd be fun if at some point I could go back and 
perform again. This is the closest I've gotten since then. It's your which big is, comeback. It's, this is my big. <laughs> here it is. It's all. It's all. We're everything's unfolding from here. Here we go. <laughs> so no, it is fun, and the show's good, and it runs for two weeks. So uh, that'll be. That's. It's nice to. It's. It's always like right now is the best because the show's open. Everybody works really hard to get the show ready, and then the show is open and it runs for two weeks, and then that's just like. Ah, that's two weeks. I don't have to worry about any kind of production stuff because that show's in the theater. There's no other shows I have to work on between now and then because I can't. And I can, you know, just kind of take a little breather until the show closes. And then when it does, we have to strike and then get ready for whatever is next in the theater. So I kind of get to enjoy a little downtime while while it's running, which is nice. That's really that's the thing I need right now is a little bit of downtime. So uh, that's good. So that's that's like kind of what my last month of my life has been about mainly um as far as recreational things uh i finally got around to watching the most recent season of uh black mirror which i say season it's just three episodes but um we uh because uh because i'm i'm an old beat up broken down man now um (laughs) mave and i didn't really do much for halloween this year uh and kind of really didn't have the energy anyway, so we stayed home and ordered pizzas, and we're like, let's watch something spooky. So we we picked one of the new Black Mirrors, and we're like, okay, let's just watch through all these. So, um, have you guys? I don't know. If, do you guys watch that show, and or are you caught up on it? Or uh, I do watch it. I'm not caught up though. Yeah, I mean, seen them all, but... the most recent season came out in June, and I know a, a lot of people who are into that show kind of just like only just recently like oh yeah right there's black mirror there's a new black mirror i should watch it so um but yeah i, th- I thought it was pretty solid um you know i i think the show as it goes it gets more americanized and it kind of moves away from like the early seasons are all the episodes are really sinister and i think that they kind of have been moving away from that a little bit um so but i don't know they're still fun they're fun little sci-fi tasty nuggets so uh other than that that's pretty much what my last few weeks to a month of my life have really been about uh, no major developments i don't think if, unless i'm forgetting something major i don't know it's probably not that important. <laughs> that's all right cool everyone who listens should go check out the rural juror being performed at your high school and, uh, um the, the, the rule 12, 12 angry jurors oh sorry <laughs> do you listen uh, do you listen to me at all sean <laughs> uh starring Polly shore um <laughs> anyway oh. I, pa- I passed the 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 fire stick what has this fo- nice. firework the little bag with the the powder that you throw on the flame to make it go big like in are you afraid of the dark i pass yep. it to ryan there you go. Oh, you have the bag sub- now. Submitted for your approval of the Chunk Fire Society. I bring you a tale of... We live in a society. Oh, we do no. live in a society. Uh, actually, speaking of campfires, I went camping um, since the last time we recorded a podcast in Joshua Tree, and it was really fun, and that was a thing I did. Um, but in other news, <laughs> uh, I started playing a video game. I haven't played a good video game in a while or anyone at all. Um, it's the Outer Worlds, which is the new game from Obsidian. Um, and I just started playing it, so I don't know, I don't have anything to report other than it seems good so far. 
but yeah, I haven't bought a game at full price, I think, since Monster Hunter World, which I think is almost two years old now. Uh, but yeah, it's good to be playing a game that's like relevant, you know, and current and things like that. Let me let me ask you what I mean, you said you haven't bought a game in full price for a while. It's kind of like me where I'm like, I'm, I don't play games very often. So I kind of just buy what's on sale and I'm backlogged on. But like, what made you like feel the need to do to do this one right away? Uh, well, so Obsidian is one of my favorite game developing companies. They've done Pillars of Eternity, um, Tyranny. They, dating back further, they did Coder Two. Uh, they did Nice or the Neverwinter Nights Two. Um, so they have a pretty good um, series of games. They've all made quality games all the way through. Oh, and they made they made uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, so yeah, they they have a really good history and going even further back, they were, their companies formed from the remnants of Black Isle. Um, and, uh, basically it's also <laughs> derived from my massive disappointment with Fallout 4. Um, and so this is sort of like, it's, it's Fallout-ish and that is a first person shooter RPG kind of dealy. Um, and and I saw I got a lot of really really good ratings, so I was like, all right, sure, why not? Let's do this, and I did it. Oh, also, it's on the Epic Game Store, so that's yeah. kind of cool. I was going to um, mention it on when I talked, but yeah, I I've been playing it too, actually. I oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not really typically your kind of game, though, is it? Sean? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I never played New Vegas. I played a little bit of Fallout Three, but I played well. I guess the first person RPG, not as much, but I played Coder and. Um, Oh, a handful of the other Black Isle stuff. Sure. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's an RPG. It just was getting good reviews, and yeah, so far yeah. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm about 15 hours in, maybe or so. I don't know. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I just I really just started playing it this week, so I'm not really anywhere. One thing I will say that I did like is just the character creation part of the game. I don't know. It seems so obvious, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a game that's actually done it where you're not creating your character. It's just whatever character yeah. things you build up, it just selects that person that already exists. Yeah. That's kind of, which you're like, yeah, it's so cool obvious. Thing. How come no one's ever done that? It's, it's a really yeah. small part of the game, obviously, but yeah. I thought it was really cool. I don't know. It's yeah. So you're probably still on the first planet. Yeah. 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 Um, and the last little, little chunk fire I want to share is that, uh, for Halloween, um, at my work, we built a, um, a, an escape room. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So it was clue themed, um, more themed to like the movie clue. If you guys have seen that from mm-hmm. the eighties, I guess. Um, uh, it's a, it's a fun movie if you've never seen it, but, um, anyway, we, we built, we converted an entire area of the office and the office rooms to be different rooms in the mansion. And people had to come in and solve the, you know, who did it, what weapon and where the person was murdered. And, it was really, it was actually pretty well done. That it's all about decorations and getting the right props and that kind of thing. But I was in charge of designing some of the, um, the actual escape room part of it. So I, without going to too much detail, it was pretty cool. There is like this in one of the rooms. There's like this, like quote unquote secret door. It's really just like a janitorial kind of area to get to this part of the. Anyway, but we we blocked the whole area off with like big bookcases because it was the library, and 
the final clue was to pull out the book that the other clues led you to and it was attached like mechanically to the door hinge you know so you pull mm-hmm. the book out the door the whole door comes with it so and most people who are doing the escape room because they don't know that part of the office were like what is going on so they opened <laughs> this whole door to the secret you know passageway and it, it, it we ended up anyway it was also a competition i don't think i mentioned that but it was a competition and we won first place so it was pretty cool it was pretty Wait, awesome. so how does it so what it was an escape room but for who like it was just other people in the office or yeah like... so our our campus if you can call it that is four buildings mm. and in each building there's different teams separated yeah. by you know functional departments um and so each of them have did their own halloween themed area like there was one team that did like a disneyland themed area another Mm. person another people did stranger things which was actually pretty good um anyway so then those departments come to our department you know to to visit what we've done just as we visit theirs and there's judges in all of this that go through all of them and visit and they liked ours best so we won first place awesome congrats yeah sounds like fun yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of work though I'm gonna say that sounds like you, you just like all right, guys. We're not gonna work for a week. We're, this is priority number one. Excuse yeah, me. I think I think if the executives knew how much time we put into that, uh, probably wouldn't get to do it anymore. Psst, don't say that on a recording. We're gonna put on the internet. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Uh, but yeah, anyway, that awesome. is, those are my chunk stories. What those about? Yeah, some good stories this week. I think. Uh, yeah, Sean, I think That's you're fun. up next. Um, yeah, well, like I said, I've been playing Outer Worlds, which I also really enjoy. Um, I saw a handful of movies, which I won't go into great detail each one, but I'll just kind of rattle them off. Um, I saw Lighthouse, um, Parasite. Oh, um, dang it. Zombieland 2, and Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah, wow, we were, that's so, quite a few. We were going to so, try to do a podcast on Zombieland 2, but then you were the only one that went to go see I it. I was the only one who saw it. Uh, <laughs> well, let me, I'll, I'll, little question uh, of those movies i i enjoyed three out of f- those four movies can you guess which one was the one i didn't enjoy? i'm gonna guess it was zombie land <laughs> correct you went yeah um yeah the rest uh zombie land was like it wasn't like a awful bad film but it was just boring and and not great especially because i like the first one so much but um but the other three were great films i recommend any of those um lighthouse is probably the least approachable for mainstream audiences but i loved it um and parasite was amazing though the trailers are completely misleading don't don't judge it by the trailers if you've seen the trailers and judge rabbit was also just a great movie so cool awesome i recommend uh, any of those i'm trying i think i might be going to see the lighthouse this weekend i'm not i'm not sure but uh uh mave and i were both big fans of uh the witch yeah. Uh, so. If you like The Witch, I think you'll like this. It, it's even more like um I don't know, formalistic, kind of abstract, but it's it's so it's very much focused on the performances mm-hmm. and they do amazing job, but just it's it's becomes allegorical and just like weirdly horror and it's i like i said i loved it i thought it was great but i i know that it's not for everyone so good to know if i don't understand it i'll just ask you what what it is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'll make up something so 
Um, but uh, yeah, and then the other thing I was going to mention is I just uh, I watched the show on Netflix that I thought was really interesting. Um, it's a documentary series. It was called it's called Unnatural Selection. Um, I really recommend too. It's about um, biohacking. I don't know how it's described. They, that's what it's called, biohacking. It's basically this kind of trend of people basically doing genetic a genetic engineering in their garage, like just normal people having access to you know yeah. tools and equipment and stuff that they're able to um, potentially change genetic code. They follow a couple different people. And it's not just about biohacking in that regard, but it's also about just like, you know, genetic engineering in general on a global scale, on a personal scale, people with medical problems, people like just, and it tackles like all these different things and approaches it from a lot of different angles, obviously a lot of ethical debates and, you know, stuff like that. But it's really, really fascinating. It's really interesting. One of the main guys, it's like, he's this guy who's trying to make glow in the dark dogs. And it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like he's, he's like so close and it's just like oh my god um so i'm all for massive crazy giant uh science experiments i want a monkey man that's the next step i feel um but yeah anyways it's very interesting uh highly recommend it it's also just a great just like if you are curious about science and current events and just like kind of those types of things all for it uh, Check that, it out. what's it called again Unnatural selection. Unnatural selection. Hey, have you ever heard of? It's a little off topic, but it reminds me of this. Have you ever heard of David Hahn? Um, doesn't sound familiar. Well, there's this there's this podcast that uh, my wife introduced me to called The Dollop, and there's two comedians, and they read a story from U.S. history, and it's usually about some crazy person. Um, and, and it's a history podcast, but it's always the wackiest, craziest stories. So this guy, David Hahn is known as the nuclear boy scout. And when he was 17, he built a nuclear reactor in his garage by like, oh by like researching like places like, you know, like the radium girls and their like watches that had like trace amounts yeah. of like nuclear material. He would go to all these different places, all these thrift shops and like call people and just like collect little tiny bits of nuclear material at a time. And like nobody raised any eyebrows because he's not like, he's just like buying watches yeah. and clocks and stuff. <laughs> and then like would harvest it. And like, he like got enough to make like a nuclear reactor and like, like they they go into this whole story about how like the when the police found him and they're just like what is what is going on what is this and um anyway yeah uh, David Hahn the nuclear boy scout there's a whole episode of the dollop podcast if that sounds interesting to you because that that's what you, uh this documentary kind of reminds me of if people just doing like like uh is this allowed should these people be able to be doing this yeah. in their house uh, I don't know what the Someone, someone should stop this, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly what this is about. I mean, obviously not the nuclear aspect, but yeah, it's very much like, uh, should should this be allowed? And some people know, some people like, yeah, and you know, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I should check that out or look them up. I'll send you a link, and you maybe you yeah. can put it in the episode description. But... Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, actually, the thing, one of the things that is really pre- um, prevalent throughout the docu series is this thing called CRISPR. And it's like, a, it's a kit you could basically buy. And I, I think if you probably search for it, I don't know if you buy it on eBay or if there's sites or anything like that, but 
um basically it's a an affordable genetic engineering kit or something like like i know it's like uh, yeah I, I know a decent amount about crispr because my brother-in-law like oh. helped yeah. like has worked on that and has helped develop crispr technologies he's a super genius he's worked at harvard yeah but uh yeah that, that's it's some crazy stuff and in like a decade or so there's going to be a a whole bunch of medical advancements oh, yeah. that are like not fda approved yet but like there's so many things that because of CRISPR, like it's gonna like it's gonna cure so many great yeah. diseases and stuff. Well, they, one of the stories they follow on the show is about this guy who has HIV, and mm-hmm. it's and it's basically that the idea of them using the CRISPR and genetic engineering to possibly you know cure HIV, but doing it in a non FDA approved you know right that type of thing. So. It, yeah, I, I, I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but like I kind of the way I understand it and this is possibly entirely wrong, but CRISPR is kind of like uh, like a Microsoft Word find and replace, but for genetic code. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they simplified in the in the show, too. They talk to plenty of scientists, obviously, it's a docuseries and stuff, but right. they do try to explain it in, you know, somewhat simple terms. And that is fairly seem you know accurate in terms of how they kind of explain it yeah pretty crazy crazy times yeah it is i mean all this is obviously just the inevitable lead up to machines taking over i guess it reminds me more of batman beyond there was that episode where they were splicing you remember that any of you guys watch batman beyond i've seen it i yeah i'm not sure i remember that one i thought for sure you guys would have seen it it was like it was like the sequel to Batman the Animated Series. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty good. I, mean, I remember I watched all of that, but yeah. Beyond, I only caught a couple episodes. Um, or just like Jurassic Park. I was just thinking Jurassic Park because I just recently yeah. finished that book, as I mentioned, I think, in the last oh, podcast, yeah. or maybe it didn't. I don't know. Oh, there's um, there's a lot of overlap between the scientists who work on CRISPR and the scientists who have worked on like the Bring Back the Woolly Mammoth project. Uh, uh, so that you're gonna say Batman Beyond? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what would the the Woolly Mammoth Project is essentially Jurassic Park? It's the same yeah, thing. Right. So, uh, yeah. So we're in this. We're in the correct realm of science here, which is the crazy one. And Jeff Goldblum will have to play himself. He's the last voice of reason in this crazy world. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, actually, he gets his own show. And hey, Disney Plus. We should do like an episode just on Disney Plus. That's in two weeks. Anyways, uh, and there's going to be a lot of content on that thing. And also, I like, I keep forgetting that all the you know because they announced all the new series that are going to be on that. Yeah. And I keep forgetting that they're not all going to be on there when when the series <laughs> all at the same time. Day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because they announce them all the time, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to watch the Hawkeye show and the, the the this show and whatever. And I'm like, oh, wait, I stepped away from them. It's just like a you know. They're just like <laughs> winning for the movies. They haven't made half of those things yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to get Disney plus. I don't know about you guys, but there's going to, yeah. there's stuff on there. I'm going to want to watch through. So, uh, well, until then, um, we'll just have to sit watching boring old Netflix. Jeez. There'll be a lot of stuff we can review off that. I mean, we'll probably yeah. want to review all the Marvel miniseries i would definitely I, I was thinking i would really like to talk about the witcher i'm that's i'm yeah. super excited for that um and yeah there's plenty of stuff cool oh wait witcher's on netflix sorry yeah, that's not that yeah that's sorry what i was talking uh, mandalorian that's what i meant to say right yeah 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 well both actually i want to talk about both but the disney plus is mandalorian there's a lot of stuff on that service yeah. that we're going to be obligated to have yeah. to do episodes about yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah that's good that's good 
Cool. Um, well, there you go. We got we're all warmed up. Blazing chunk fire going. So uh, let's jump into um, deciphering the timeline of the Terminator series. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, anyway. No, okay, we can't. We can do that. <laughs> we'll just talk about this one then. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about Terminator Dark Fate. Um, Terminator three slash six. It's like Final Fantasy three slash six. Oh wow, what a commission! <laughs> that's that doesn't apply at all. But it doesn't. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, other than the numbers. You know, other than the numbers. Um, but uh, before we do that, spoiler warning. Spoiler for this movie and probably any other Terminator related content. Um, so be forewarned. Um, and with that being said. Ryan, tell us about the rise of the machines and salvation and Genesis and Judgment Day and Dark Fate. All right. Also, well, Sarah Connor Chronicles too. I was oh, going to mention Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. That it that throws the whole thing off. Um, but for now, Terminator Dark Fate. All right. Ten thousand years ago, into the future, the great <laughs> robot uprising against humanity all but destroyed all of us until some humans started fighting back. They were known as the Resistance, and they started winning. So the robots decided the only way to solve this problem is by sending back a Terminator in, through time to destroy and kill the leader of the Resistance before he becomes a threat in the future. So they do that. And then the humans send back a protector of their leader to, to stop the Terminator from killing the leader. And that's what happens. And the humans win. And... And that the end question mark did the change the future is everything the same what happened I don't know anyway but the point is if this sounds familiar to you as in it's exactly the plot from Terminator One and Terminator Two that's because it is and that's Terminator Dark Fate and there you have it well put uh, yeah accurate and I even think Terminator Three pretty much yep yeah yep. also true uh, all the Terminators can be summarized with your summary. <laughs> Indeed. Although I should say that it doesn't, I mean, Terminator 3 and those chronologically in human time coming after it are completely erased from canon. Yes. Uh, and Dark Fate completely replaces anything well, after Terminator 2. So I was going to ask you, before we get into the general discussion, can you think of another franchise that is straight up, like, you know, there's been reboots or, like, um, remakes, but that that's straight up, like, ignore half of a franchise not to try to explain it or you know right like genesis I, does or something like that i think but, i think uh i think halloween does it because they made the new one with jamie lee curtis oh uh, yeah I, you're right. I haven't seen the newest one but i think you're right it basically ignores all the ones in between right i believe so um i'm not super familiar with that series but i yeah i remember when it came out and people are saying that so uh yeah okay but, well then this isn't a first but so terminator and halloween <laughs> they just have just decided you know F it, whatever. Yeah, we the... don't care anymore. <laughs> Arguably, X-Men does that too. <laughs> I, I, I know that you will die on the but, hill that they all exist in the same timeline, but I will die on the hill that they do not. They well, exist I'm, well six even timelines. if they don't exist on the same time, the films themselves acknowledge that the other films exist. Fair enough. So, this, yeah. But I think if they do ignore or just completely erase it, it's by accident. Whereas this one is quite <laughs> yes. intentional. <laughs> uh yeah well the, with that being said so everyone forget the three other terminator oh also ryan have i think you watched 
Sarah Connor Chronicles, right? Did I did. I did. One? Yeah. I never watched it. I don't know if Matt, you ever watched it. I but watched. What was that? Where did that take place? Like, oh, it's it's, a, it's a, the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's it. Uh, yeah. It's basically Terminator Three slash this. It's after Terminator Two, and Sarah Connor is just trying to survive but they're yeah i mean yeah i would i would like to point out and i it's not my observation it's mr sunday movies but terminator dark fate is the fourth terminator three because they made (laughs) terminator one and two and then they made t2 3d for the universal theme parks which is a sequel to terminator two and then they made terminator three which ignores t2 3d and they made a couple more, and then they made Sarah Connor Chronicles, which ignores the theme park show and Terminator 3, and then uh, this one, which ignores okay. everything post-Terminator 2. So this actually isn't the first time they've done this. They just keep, like, it's kind of like the movie itself, where, like, Skynet puts, sends a robot back in time. Oh, no, that didn't work. Okay, forget we did that. Let's try it again. Just forget, okay, we're gonna go back in time again. Just keep going back in time. It's fine. <laughs> Um, okay, well, now that we've figured out what iteration and <laughs> what all the other iterations have and have not yet done, or never did, um, what do we all think? Uh, I, I'm just going to get off right out of the bat. I actually enjoyed this far more than I was expecting. I did not have high hopes for this film, and I walked out of that theater generally more pleased than i thought i was going to be that being said there are some issues i have with it for sure um which we could get into but overall i was actually i kind of enjoyed it i don't know maybe i don't know what what do you guys think i don't uh yeah go ahead yeah um, overall i i had a positive reaction there was many times in the film where i thought to myself wow this is a real movie (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't think i ever thought that during genesis and only yeah, occasionally no. during salvation yeah definitely uh, so yeah overall i i did enjoy it um but i can't wait to get into <laughs> all the other stuff <laughs> uh yeah in general i enjoyed it i also hated it um <laughs> but in general i had a positive reaction uh i saw it with my sister andrea and when we were leaving she i think she put it the best it reminds me it reminded her and now when i think of it reminds me of uh force awakens a little bit where like they kind they kind of new cast like the new here's the new band of terminator warriors but then also here's the two older ones and they're the mentors and we see a character we haven't seen since five movies ago Mm -hmm. um and it's generally well made it has a competent director there's some really good action set pieces um, that are genuinely fun, and but at the end of the day, it's it's a Terminator movie. It's made from the same cookie cutter. Um, it, it's kind of yeah. weird because I think uh, Salvation and Genesis are the ones that deviate most from the classic Terminator formula, and those are the ones that, in my opinion, are, are probably the worst yeah. ones. Yeah, it's and, unfortunate because yeah, they're the most original. They take they take risks, yeah. but those risks, for the most part, don't pay <laughs> off. I thought Salvation has a lot good going for it, um, but I did. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's that Ryan, you and I. I remember I remember so distinctly yeah. watching Salvation with you. We both turned to each other at the same time and realized the massive plot hole that breaks the whole movie. Um, yeah. which is which was funny and also 
just like that was a moment of solidarity I had with you. I'm glad that we. I, it's, um, I'm really glad you remember that moment because I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Matt remembers that moment. <laughs> oh yeah, because I remember. Th- I was thinking about it since I've seen the movie. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, at the end of the day, there's that. But then also, like Terminator Salvation is a, like mostly a good movie, but it feels more like a Mad Max movie than a Terminator movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's like why it doesn't sit right with me. And then Genesis is just awful. But <laughs> but but again, it's a shame that with this franchise, they made so many movies. The ones where they decided to try something new ended up being yeah. the worst yeah. ones, you know. And I'm like, I'm kind of. It makes me feel bad for liking this movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, like, right. I, I mean, I do think it's probably the best of the sequels. Yeah, at least in my opinion, Sin- I think I like it more than any of the other three. Y- y- um, yeah, but it's like T2. it's like it's it's mcdonald's you know what i mean yeah, like it's like right. i know i'm i already know the things on this menu i like you know i well it's I'm, yeah I'm, i mean you're you're right i'm trying to think we'll get into it but that like why i liked it i i don't think i liked it because it was the same as the other ones though yeah and i don't think i did either but i also there is that voice in the back of my mind that's like you know well it it's terminator and all the your brain released the chemicals it needed to when it saw like yeah. you know all the little references we've had this conversation yeah. a million times but it's like uh, i don't want like i i don't want that to be the reason i like this movie and there are yeah. legitimate reasons i do like this movie but i can't get a i can't escape that whole thing you yeah. know what i mean oh yeah totally um well because i think we have we're gonna have a lot of talk about if some of if not our dislikes then our um issues with it so let's start by just talking about what we liked about it uh those i don't know if they'll be more brief but i i don't know like i said i think we all liked it i was surprised at how much i liked some of the characters primarily grace yes i thought she i love grace mm-hmm. i thought she was awesome i thought she, i don't know kind of she's just so like human and vulnerable but just like awesome the fight she was um awesome in all the fight scenes like even the the first half of the film I thought was actually just great regardless of kind of everything else and that action sequence in the beginning the car chase um and as much as the end of the film uh, doesn't hold up that final fight scene where she has that chain oh, I yeah. thought it was like so super cool like, oh, yeah. like yeah um so I really like the characters and even the the main girl uh, Danny I thought she was a likable well I guess they're kind of dual protagonists kind of i guess well i would say three protagonists i yeah, I, 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 I couldn't decide who was the main i mean i guess i do is danny yeah. but it, it felt like sarah danny and grace shared yeah. that role like in general i liked all three of the leads even linda hamilton which i was much more hesitant i i was gonna i was more skeptical about her coming back and oh this is a ploy which it was right it was just a, you know right. partially a marketing thing but i thought i don't know i still liked her i thought she kind of carried that role she she didn't feel like she was doing a caricature of herself like it felt like she was playing that role really well there was a couple cringe moments but i guess i was expecting those so they didn't hurt as much um and uh yeah and like you said the action was really great i don't know so so those the those were the and and it it didn't come across as like cheap b movie like genesis did throughout so much of it Mm -hmm. right um it just it just felt like a solid like oh yeah this is someone who knows how to make a movie right all right um so yeah that's what i liked about it uh yeah i i agree with most of those say i really like grace uh i i the actor plays grace uh mackenzie davis i've I've seen her in Mm -hmm. a few other things i remember she was in the martian uh she was in uh 
the episode of uh, Black Mirror, San Junipero. Uh, and, and she's always, like, popping up in things. And I'm like, I, I really like her and everything I've seen her in. And I'm like, I want her to, like, have her breakout moment. You know, it's, o- yeah. it's obviously not this. But, like, yeah. but I'm, like, I think she's really talented. She's really versatile because everything else I've seen her in has been very different than this roles. And yeah. I, like, I... I was skeptical of a lot of things going in. Sarah with Sarah Connor, which I'll get back to, but I was like, oh, I don't know if Kenzie Davis can carry like the lead of an action movie, but she totally mm-hmm. could. She was totally yeah. awesome. Uh, all of her fight scenes were great. I loved how her and the new evil Terminator, which I didn't catch its name. I loved how they would face off. I loved how they fought each other. Yeah. Um, they were they were really well staged, well choreographed fight scenes uh, between the two yeah. of them. Um, yeah, I like you. I was skeptical of Sarah Connor returning, but um, but it, it kind of makes like Sarah Connor is kind of the like I was thinking about it, and I'm like John Connor uh, sucks. Like he, he's not a good character. Like I like him in Terminator Two because when I first saw Terminator Two, I was a little kid. I was like eight or yeah. eight or nine, and Terminator Two is basically an R-rated. Uh, uh iron giant essentially I, yeah. I mean it's like boy and his robot and like what would you if you're a little kid and you got your own killer robot like like of course you would teach it to go fetch and stuff like you know what i mean like i, yeah. I liked that ac- aspect of it when i was a kid plus it had a bunch of cool action scenes you know but every other time they tried to do john connor since then i just feel like it's fell flat like it's never he's never been an interesting character to me and i think that's because yeah. the first two movies why i like him so much is i like sarah connor I, and I, well, yeah. and I, I think I like Edward Furlong. That his perform, that you know, his performance in T two is also yeah a big part of it. But I, but yeah, yeah I see, I see what you're saying though. I agree. And so it was nice to see her again. Uh, it was, a, mm-hmm. of course, a gimmick. Um, but yeah. I, I missed her in the series. And yeah. even if it's not, even if it is kind of eye rolling and it maybe like isn't the best thing for the series. I don't know. Like I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. I, it it. You know, and of course, me being of such a fan of the second movie, opening it with her monologue about Judgment Day from the Psych Ward, yeah. that I was like, "All right, I'm paying attention. You have my attention, yeah. movie." <laughs> you know, and luckily right. it was it was for the most part earned. It would it co- yeah. continued to be good after that. It wasn't just a empty ploy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I like that. Um, I thought Arnold's. Uh, storyline is the most bonkers hilarious one that he's had in the series so far <laughs> yeah. which i'd like to yeah. come back to but yeah we'll get back I, to that i can't decide if i'm citing that as a positive or a negative for the movie <laughs> for the moment i'm since we're talking positives i will cite it as a positive okay <laughs> anyway yeah those are gen- in general the things i liked about this so yeah uh, yeah right did you have anything to add any other yeah uh a couple a couple notes i i think i agree with what you guys have offered so far. Uh, I, I think I did like Sarah Connor's return. Um, mostly because she was just this awesome, like kick butt character that like, Oh, f- since you've seen her last, she's just been murdering Terminators the whole time. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. So she's just like this awesome, badass character. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense at all, but that's okay. We don't have to worry about that. Um, but it is cool that like, yeah, that's what she's been up to. She's just been murdering Terminators for the last 20 years. Um, and I, one thing, it, like especially when we went to get to the end of the movie, is I like that they really built up this her character as that she. I mean, yeah, she's always been really the core of the whole story, right? I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Even if it isn't John Connor, who's the savior of humanity, it's always really been her, right? I mean, the the first movie is just her, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is is her in this role of maternity. She She knows John Connor's destined to save humanity. So she makes it her absolute mission to train him to be the leader that he will eventually become, right? She trains yeah. him in all these, you know, what's it, military things and blah, blah, blah. But then we come to find out at the end of this movie, yeah, it doesn't matter who who the the savior of humanity is. It could be John Connor, it could be Danny, but really it's it's Sarah Connor, right? She's it, she is like this idea mm-hmm. of like this maternity where she's passing on the knowledge to the savior of humanity so they can do their job, right? And that's the same thing that's happening here. Um, in this at the end of this movie, right? Yeah, I find that interesting and I also found the dynamic between her and Danny interesting that she was not only mentoring her but she also uh saw herself in danny and Mm -hmm. and i thought i thought danny for the most part for me was a little bit of a flat character but put her with sarah i thought i liked the dynamic that like when they're on the train and she said like oh they don't care about you they just care about your womb you know because she's been there and then she's like oh no like I'm training you, you know, like you're yeah, the one, yeah. you know, and it, it's, it, there's like a little bit of shift there. And, and, and that's yeah. when Danny's character starts to become more interesting to me. So yeah, you got both sides of that. And Sarah's kind of, you know, like you said, she's just like, she's been fighting Terminators and she's been training resistance. Like that's what she's been about this whole time. And I don't know if we're, re- if we're rewriting the history of this franchise, again like okay cool i like i like this mm-hmm. this version of the franchise's history you know i can get on board with this yeah that it's fine and again as i kind of indicated in my little summary ultimately like again you can replace danny with john connor or vice versa or replace skynet with legion it's like okay it so big deal like who cares like great you changed the name ultimately it has no impact on my feeling about the story whatsoever it's completely just yeah yeah um can i i uh let me ask you guys how did you feel about uh john connor being murdered in the first five minutes of the (laughs) i I laughed (laughs) i did too but i kind of like out of an like awkward like oh oh, okay uh (laughs) where are they going with this okay um i have to well in general by the end of the film i did not like it because i think what i thought i think like if if there was a way they could have done what i think they may have may have been trying to do i would have possibly liked it but in the end it 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 made obviously T two feel completely pointless. Yes. Obviously, aside from them stopping Cyberdyne, but that's just like a plot nothingness, right? We don't care if well, Cyberdyne is stopped. What mattered in T two was the relationship between John and the Terminator, and like, and now that they're both dead, you just like, okay, so that I was nothing. Happened. I was expecting yeah. at least one of you to answer my question in that way. And I still, no, no. I mean, like, I I've been struggling oh, with that. I'm well, like, does this make, does this make me like hate it because it makes Terminator Two pointless, or can I still enjoy it on its own merits, like as its yeah, own? Yeah, well, you know? this. So this is what I think they might have wanted to do. I think they were probably like they probably went through half a dozen versions of the script where they somehow got the the Terminator from T Two back, like. That, that Arnold at the end of this film, or the second half of this film, was supposed to be the same Terminator from T2. If, but they could not make it make any sense because he clearly dies at the end of T2. Mm-hmm. That it, 
it yeah. would not work if they brought that Terminator back. So they're like, okay, we can't, it, we just can't do it. So, but we still need Arnold and we still need a Terminator that's become human to echo the whole arc of John Connor and the Terminator from T2. Well, let's just write this stupid reason why this Terminator <laughs> is a human now. Like, that's what they needed. That's what they wanted. And if they could have actually tied that to John Connor, I would have been more okay with John Connor mm-hmm. dying. But as it is in this film, it's completely unrelated. Yeah. Do you get kind of what I'm saying? I get what you No, saying. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think there's a lot of points in the movie well, for me that were maybe like they felt like they had these attempts at doing something bigger, but ultimately it was completely pointless. And if you removed yeah. whatever that thing was, it has no impact on, on anything. And I think that's for me, that was what that, well, beyond being stupid, <laughs> um, like, like, cause it, Oh my God, it was so stupid. Like, you know how I was saying there was a lot of points in the movie where I was saying to myself, oh, this feels like a real movie. It was well made. It, um, <laughs> yeah. That was one moment where I'm like, I just like, oh, nope, never mind. Well, the way that you phrased that made me assume that your standard for the whole movie was this isn't a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were times where I went, wait, maybe, maybe it is. Hey. Well, it, it is more about expectation because I think right, I yeah. went in like, oh, this is going to be genesis because i god that genesis movie it just i think I, that's what i went win with that expectation that yeah. oh boy and it wasn't and then when i when it wasn't i was like oh wait a minute okay cool and, and then that yeah. that seems like that really just just really took me out of it well it's it's fun i could see it too from like oh as a screenwriter or i'm not even a screenwriter but whatever the the ceo's like oh man this is gonna is gonna just rock that audience. We're gonna kill John Connor in the first minute. Like, oh man, they're gonna be so whoa, blow your mind, right? And it just doesn't come off like that. I will say that both Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong's CGI yeah. <laughs> counterparts they're, they're, looked awesome. They're getting way too good at that. I know. Yeah. It's upsetting how good they are at that now. I mean, I don't know if anyone in the filmmaking process notices any sort of irony about how machines have come to kill humanity and they're using machines to portray this. Like We're replacing humans this. with machines. Yes. In exactly. our movie about replacing humans with machines. <laughs> yes. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, it just came across as just like, yeah, this is going to blow them out of the water. This is going to get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the whole film rests on that, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, could this film have existed unless they just – that John Connor went off and, you know, Linda, or Sarah Connor's like, yeah, John's protected. Don't worry about him. Yeah. I still hunt Terminators. It wouldn't have changed the movie. It was Legion. Like, you know, it has nothing to do with John Connor, but they had to kill him. I was, was, I was yeah, thinking I about that because there's a alternate ending to T2 where – have you guys seen the alternate ending? I think I have. It, yeah, where, I have. where Sarah Connor goes back into, like – I'm not a warrior mode, Sarah Connor, because they mm-hmm. it fast forwards and they're like, we stopped Judgment Day and John got to live a normal life and everything was happy forever. The end. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. this new timeline suggests like, OK, well, the real timeline, because they didn't go with that ending for T2. But um, yeah. but when she shows up as an old lady, she's warrior old lady. She's the the yeah. Sarah Connor we know from Terminator 2. But it's implied that because the Terminator killed her son and then she had to keep fighting Terminators, she went further down the path of being a badass war lady. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm not sure the point I'm trying to make, but I feel like... (laughs) 
I feel like I feel like this. You like the movie in that way. I think. I feel like the movie is saying like without that happening in her life, she wouldn't have become the tough warrior that she is depicted to be in this film. Oh, and if yeah, I'm like, would that have happened otherwise? I I don't really know. I'm not sure. Or do you think that? Do you think that from a story standpoint, it would be realistic that after T two, she would continue to be warrior lady? I, I think that's what I'm trying to ask. Or do you think that realistically that some tragedy would need to happen for her to continue down that oh. road? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Uh, it's a pretty convoluted question. but I mean, I see what you're saying. I I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it's plausible she'd be Warrior Lady even without John Connor getting killed in front of her eyes. But, you know, I guess that's it. I could see. it's. Pl- I mean, I also buy it if that's what they're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, I don't know. I guess I, no, I, I think right, it, she's gone through this twice already. She know yeah. like she like yay we defeated them the first time in Terminator One, but the fact that the machine sent another one, she has to assume like this isn't like oh I, I can relax now. I think that's I guess that yeah exactly. She knows it could keep happening. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I guess I hadn't thought about it in that specific terms, but that is a good question i suppose it's a lot of hypotheticals that ultimately yes. doesn't matter but i mean well it's just something that i was left thinking about when i after i saw it i'm i'm so tempted but i think we should save this for the end to get into hypotheticals and questions and the sensical nature of what a bit but i i am so close to just indulging in that but let's get to that later and just because there's a couple things um more broadly speaking that this like i said i general i enjoyed the film but there are problems with it and aside from those fun plot stuff just structurally and just like you know those types of issues sure yeah and um so generally i thought the first half of the film was pretty was solid like minor issues here and there whatever but just in general I thought the first half of the film was great the second half of the film is where it kind of like veered off a little for me mm-hmm. The the main issue for me, or the one of the first things, is the the way they shoehorned Arnold in. I it it just felt so manufactured to me. Okay, so Arnold <laughs> Arnold murdered John Connor. Yeah, and then he retired, uh, yeah. entered into an asexual marriage with a woman who already yes. had a teenage son, started an upholstery and draperies business. <laughs> And then, and then learned how to love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with this, some of the ridiculousness of it. Like, that's not like yeah. It, like some of that is like okay, that's that's fun, that's great, but it's just like there's no need for him at all. And I don't yeah, know, it, it's just, no, you, what what function is he serving in the movie whatsoever? Yeah, like I really don't know. When he said, "I won't be back," I was like, "Do you promise?" <laughs> <laughs> do you mean it also i was i cringed at that i was like nope that that didn't play that was not good also like i didn't know ahead of time i thought he was gonna have a much less significant role in this film i thought he was gonna be like a, almost a cameo or something Look, i didn't realize like he was basically gonna he's a he's a main character in the second half of the film it's yeah. those four main characters if they had stopped by his little cabin and he gave them the thing or the advice yeah. or the thing they needed to beat the bad guys. Or even just if they just, he was the guy whose gun locker they stopped at because every Terminator movie has that scene. Um, even if that was the extent of his involvement in the movie and he's like, all right, it's good to see you all. I'm going to go back into retirement now. Good luck. I would I would have been fine with that. That would have been enough Arnold for me. 
yeah, I think I would have been more okay with it. I think part of it is because the film's kind of trying to have it both ways because it's like whenever it has those shots of Arnold and like this connection with Linda Hamilton or Sarah Connor, and it's just like that, like it's not the same Terminator. It's not right. the, like we, I guess we're supposed to kind of, ex, you know, be aware of this on a meta level. Like they're the same actors. So that resonates yeah. on that level. But, but, the- but it's like, Man, that Terminator died. He's not the same. Yeah. Not only like, not only did that Terminator die, but Sarah Connor only just barely forged a connection with him, like yes, minutes before exactly. he was dipped in hot lava. So, like, and right. then also, like, also just that whole scene just played out when they first meet him at the cabin. I, I felt like just a lot of the other characters, like everything in that scene, just felt false to me. Where the other characters, like. Come on, Sarah Connor. Let's give him a chance. Like, what are you talking? Why? Why what? would you get? Like, why would you ever? She just saved your life multiple times. She's clearly proven she knows what she's talking about, and she, you know, is helping you guys out. And now you go to and find out it's the person who killed John Connor, her son. And you're like, oh, let's hold on. Let's give him a chance. Like, why would they ever do that? Right. I, I mean, that's. I mean, that that's. Sarah, bringing back Sarah Connor. Yes, bringing back Arnold's. Yeah. It. It just gets makes things too messy, and yeah. we don't. It's not needed. The cast yeah, is large yeah, enough. It's enough. It's enough. You got your new characters. You got your throwback character. Cool. Done. And they have. They are mm-hmm. capable of solving this issue. They can do it. Yeah. I mean, Sarah's been killing Terminators by herself for years at this point, and now there's three of them. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know. There you go. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So like that really didn't work for me um and then there's one major thing that i I don't know if it's so much didn't work but i felt like it was such a missed opportunity at the near the at the end and it ties in thematically with t2 and what t2 is about and how basically this franchise has no theme and that and this this just kind of like hit that home again it's like like you know with with the franchise in general you kind of want to have like a a shared commonality a shared theme of what this world means like right star wars means you know the power of hope and a single group of people fighting for right you know you know those types of things right? right what does terminator mean what is the theme of terminator because many times they're contradicting their own previous versions yes and i like and hate that <laughs> and i want to i want to expand upon that since you bring it up Uh, So when I was younger and when I considered T2 my favorite movie of all time, which sometimes I still do, but then I remember Jurassic Park exists and I changed my mind, but (laughs) I was so on the no fate train. Like that was all. And Mm -hmm. to an extent I still am. I'm like, that's the point of the series. You are in control of your future. Um, And by just them just making a third one, I was all, I, when I, I was in high school, I think when that came out, I was so offended by the fact that they would even make another Terminator because there's a huge yeah. slap in the face to that theme. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of, well, first of all, I don't get as upset about stupid things like that anymore. But, um, but I've, I've spent a lot of time talking, thinking about the whole no fate idea. And we think about it from a story standpoint. Nobody said that, right? Cause Kyle Reese tells Sarah, then Sarah mm-hmm. tells her son, then her son tells Kyle Reese. So nobody invented that phrase. The universe did. It was basically yeah. fated for the phrase no fate to exist, right? So, like, if you think about it from that standpoint, and it's the same causality loop as John's existence, right? If you think right. about it from that end, it it kind of you can kind of argue that it's an exploration of the idea of fate, 
right? It, it's just stuff to get yeah. you thinking. And that's kind of where I've settled. I've, I've kind of made my peace with it, especially because there are now six Terminator movies. And we're way past the idea of spinning on the grave of Terminator 2. But like, <laughs> but I've kind of made my peace with the idea of sequels in that regard, where I'm like, well, there is kind of, even just with the first two movies, an interesting question raised. Like, how can you say there's no fate when you can't even pinpoint, like how certain things exist mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and that's that's yeah. kind of where i'm at at the moment i don't know what do you guys think about that yeah I, I think that that's the first thing i jumped to when sean was talking about what is the theme of terminator is like well yeah it's it's centered around the idea of fate and is there fate and obviously sarah connor believes a certain way and and blah 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 right mm-hmm. um so that's yeah, but it is a self-defeating um thematic thing in terms of hollywood because hollywood wants to keep making money right and make, keep making movies so therefore every time they make a new movie you're like well wait a minute you said there's no fate what <laughs> right so it's you know it, it, it's very contradictory don't set up your um, uh, hollywood franchise to be something like you money is bad or something i don't know like <laughs> yeah. right that's you're not, yeah, movies that's, are terrible <laughs> yeah there you go. well i i think about it i think about like uh i don't know the the, the other closest other movie i can think of that relates in my mind is is forrest gump um because like it, i know i'm gonna make sense i'm oh, gonna make sense mean, of this I because like yeah, yeah, he yeah, grows yeah, up yeah. with his mom telling him you make your own fate and then lieutenant dan telling him no everybody has a destiny And those are two very extremely influential people in his life that he looks up to. And then where he lands is like, you know what? Some things in our life we can control and other things we can't. So it's kind of a whole, like, you know, affect the things you can and try to accept the things that you can't. Right. And, and, and so you apply that back to Terminator. It's like, yeah, maybe we do have more control over certain things that, than we think, but there are certain, it's likely that like, the human race is going to invent AI. Like there are certain things that like, it's just like likely that these things are going to happen. Or like there are certain things that would happen. Like, you know, an an asteroid hits the earth. You can't change your fate. That's going to kill you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so again, the the more, the older I get and the more like I try to open my mind about the no fate. I thing with the the Terminator franchise. I'm like, "Eh, it's actually more interesting if you leave it open-ended to me you know you know yeah i mean i think uh i would be more okay with that just in terms of how they portray that in this film if they like because to me the existence of legion was so hand waved away right like if it was tied more inextricably to kind of like i don't know everything they've been fighting for in this franchise and it but it, it just felt so like yeah, it's there because it's there. Right. Like yes. if that's if the argument is that we're doomed for that stuff, then I would want them to explore that more. And like, what is le- like? But it, it for something that kind of undermines what I consider one of the central themes. I I wish they will, would have explored it more. I guess maybe that's what I'm right. kind of getting and, at. Is that I'm okay with them being more ambiguous about that, especially given the track record in this franchise. But it just felt like they weren't even interested in doing that. Right, and and that's and that's the thing is it's like I I think you know like I said I made my peace with the fact that we're clearly not sticking to one side of the other mm-hmm. or the other on the fate argument, but. I'm waiting for the Terminator movie to acknowledge that it's a gray area. I'm waiting for them yeah. to make the movie that actually explores both sides of that idea yeah. and set, and at least commits to the fact that, yes, this movie is, ex- this series is exploring the concept of fate. What does that actually mean? What Take it apart, look at it, 
deconstruct that idea. And this is not that movie. Yeah. They have not made that movie yeah. yet. You know, if yes, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I think, and so kind of how that ties into how the ending was a lot more disappointing than, well, it was it was pretty disappointing to me because I, to, in my mind, I saw a potential to make it really interesting. Um, well, one, the quote unquote twist just was like to me it was so boring oh that she, she oh, was the yeah. yeah oh you're not gonna give birth to a song oh uh, i mean i, I mean i saw that like, coming from a mile away yeah exactly yeah, I, I did, and, yeah, and like that... well, i don't know why they kind of sat on that as if they were like oh gotcha right everyone well, i guess for me like i said earlier the plot function it does is it makes danny a more dynamic character from that point on because it gives her and sarah yeah, sure. a little bit more a little bit more depth in their relationship, I feel like. But yeah, it's not... The movie yeah. tries to play it like it's some big, like, surprise. And I'm like, no, no, nuh-uh. Yeah, and it, it also feels... I mean, functionally, it doesn't matter anyway. Right, like, right it, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I, I'm not sure why Mackenzie Davis's character doesn't just clarify that Tell right her. off the bat. Like, yeah. is... Well, they have a line at the very end to kind of, again, cheat and wave it away when she's like, your future self said, I can't tell you. You wouldn't be able to handle it. I was like, oh, okay, well, sure. <laughs> Anyways. I, I, um, I guess that's why yeah. Danny didn't tell Mackenzie Davis about Sarah Connor also. What you mean? What you talking about? Well, because uh, Grace says she's never heard of Sarah Connor, yet she's the one who trained Danny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it, like, it... Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot of... Oh, boy, I didn't even think about that. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, like what? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, yeah, no, that's good. I hadn't thought of that, but that's absolutely correct. I don't know why would she not have. Yeah. Also, in the flashback to the future, when it shows Danny, she doesn't look that much older. No, I mean Sarah Connor could have been alive even. Like, it, well, oh. that's, I was thinking that she would have been. Yeah, that would have been cool. That and it would have been, been awesome. Like, do you remember the depiction of John Connor in the future in Terminator Two, where he's like. Yeah. Does, he, does he have like an eye patch or something? He's got a, anyway, he's he got a scar free... on his eye. He's yeah. yeah. Which... What if we saw Sarah Connor like that? Yeah, we That'd haven't seen Sarah Connor sweet. in the future yet, right? Like that would have been sweet. Like we get to see her. In All the right, future. done. It is law. That's the next movie. That's what I want. Yeah. Sarah Connor yeah. in the in the real Terminator future, not the weird Max Mad Max one or any yeah. other futures. I want T two future with old battle-hardened Sarah Connor. That's what I want. Not only that, but that would have tied in even more so. Like, that would have been great for a character because, like, with the revelation that Danny isn't giving birth, she's not just a womb. She is the savior. But but even more so, Sarah is actually, yeah. like, it's not... She is actually now a leader of the Resistance, too, that it's not even about John Connor she's, anymore. Right. She spends so much time yeah. training future leaders of the Resistance that she's yeah. just so good at it now that now... She's... Yeah, she is actually <laughs> right. the future, yeah. And then it makes sense that she actually ends up being the real, like, true savior. Yeah. Not to mention, after John Connor dies, she just proceeds to have a billion kids, naming them all John. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. That is, the, look, that is endgame for me for this series, as far as I'm concerned concerned that's where they're do going. that make um, no more after that 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 would that would satisfy me i'd be fine with which that. one the one where sarah is sarah the, has a bunch of kids well sure named, named all that's John? not that's not entirely necessary i'm just saying sarah is the future leader of the resistance because <laughs> yeah. she by accident she just spent all of her life training future leaders of the resistance and now she is that's yeah. that is how yeah. i'd be okay with this entire should we be the most uh, you know, adapted to like she's the most prone to survive when the you know rise of the she, machine happens. She's anyway. been fighting Terminators since before they were invented. 
Yes, exactly. Yep. So there. Oh, there we go. Terminator seven. Terminator solved. Fixed. Did it. <laughs> uh, we did it, everyone. Um, well, based on box office, there may not be another Terminator. Yeah. Uh, this one didn't do so well. Um, which I don't know if it's a shame or not, because like we were saying, it is just another regurgitation of this, and it's not that original. But it was better than the other sequels. So if Terminator Genesis somehow didn't tank the franchise, God, remember, remember when ter- John was the the Terminator, and you can you <laughs> well, can that's just, what I feel like. Just, don't remind me of that movie. You can just hear the executives like changing, making script changes, like guys. It's like that. What is it? The whitest kids you know sketch. Like yeah, like the, yeah. Boom boom. Twist ending. John's the Terminator. Boom boom. Terminator Genesis. <laughs> like that. So what you're saying is that all dinosaurs are space aliens. <laughs> oh, remember when they referenced cops? Remember that timely and fresh reference in Terminator Genesis when they get arrested? Yeah, and they super uh, fresh they parodied cops. So good. Yeah. Let's just re- oh, let's man. just review that movie. Like, yes. <laughs> Can we not? It hurts. No, it's all right. We don't have to. It is painful. Uh, well, okay. So here, I, I, let me pitch you a slightly an alternate ending to this version, which I think would be pretty cool. So at the very end, they've been hyping up, or you after the revelation that it's Danny's the real leader, and she doesn't have a child or anything. Um, <clears throat> but then at the end, you this whole time, Grace is like, well, my power core could destroy a terminator or whatever whatever i don't you know whatever for reasons um and she has to sacrifice herself to save danny like what if this happened what if danny is like she kind of realizes like no don't you don't sacrifice yourself like and danny dies hmm. danny dies and grace survives like the whole thing the whole thing is like you know, this whole movie's about like, oh, it's not someone else. Be your own hero, hmm. and like that would be great. That I would have thought, oh huh. man, that would have been really interesting and original. If Danny dies at the end of this, and you kind of think the Terminators have won, but they haven't really, right? Because it's a different. Now you have Grace in the pa- in the present, who knows about the Terminators, right. who is equipped to do- like, and like, I don't know. It, it's it and it and it straddles that line thematically of no fate but what you make and it's predetermined right it's like now you really don't know like is this what happened to cause legion or not is this has this changed the future like i don't know like as opposed to like exactly what we were expecting danny survives and yeah i love that for lots of reasons one because you made it the theme make sense but also just because i love the (laughs) dynamic between grace and sarah and i love the idea of a sequel where it's just like a buddy cop good cop bad cop comedy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just, they're just, I mean, they're just constantly bickering in this movie, and I loved it. Yeah. And I would love a whole movie of just like they're on a road trip. Every Terminator movie is a road trip, but um, but like it's just the two of them kind <laughs> yeah. of bickering. But they're the most equipped for this job, so the two of them working together. I that yeah, there you go. That's better. I, I like I like that. After walking out of this film, I was just like, ah, it, it wouldn't have like saved everything about this film, but it, I think it would have really like kind of elevated it to me anyway like oh man they they went with a bold choice and it tied things together and otherwise what we got was just like yeah okay this is what i thought was going to happen yeah because it's because it's happened yeah three or four times already exactly the, the savior is yeah. the one that dies and that's it yeah and, i mean that's the other thing too is now you have instead of kyle reese dying at the end the terminator dying at the end right? it's like oh wait 
we have a living person from the future. What, like, what was her plan anyway? What was, what is Grace's plan? Just constantly run and she would just survive until the apocalypse? Like, you know what I mean? Like, now she has to deal with this, like, oh, wait, what do I do? I don't have a, there's no way for me to go back to the future. So now I just have to live in this world. Like, right? That's also yeah. interesting. And like, yeah. Anyways, I guess you'll start a upholstery business. Like I'll learn. <laughs> I like the idea also because you start the movie. It's a bookend. You start the movie by killing the future leader of the resistance. And yeah. then you end it by doing that. <laughs> yes. And it strengthens your theme. It's yeah. great. Good job uh, for thinking about this. Yeah. Well, it's a good brain, it's a good brain you got maybe there. They, yeah. Maybe there's an alternate ending that they filmed when that happened. I doubt it. But any case... Uh, any other kind of big picture items in terms of issues? Doesn't have to be issues per se in terms of bad stuff, but just other thoughts. Like what before we get into some of no, the, I, I, we're um, past the hour mark. Stuff? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let, I'm okay. ready for um, it. Unless Ryan, I don't want to steamroll you. Do you have anything else? Um, yeah, actually, one t- one little point. Sure. I don't know if you guys thought about this, but so <clears throat> when did the original Terminator come out? In like eighty four, one four something. Yeah. All right, eighty four. So. Okay, think about the depiction of robots at that time. They're just yeah. mindless killing machines, or not necessarily killing machines, but just automatons that are programmed to do one thing. Yeah. I want to ask you, has our perception of robots, machines, AI changed in the last 30 years or however long it's been? I, I mean, I think it has in the public perception. <laughs> yes. why, have, why haven't they updated the Terminator franchise to reflect that well, change? Well, I can tell you exactly I, are, why. Because realistically, a Skynet would just release a biological weapon and kill everyone in three hours. That's well, and that's yes. not an interesting movie. It's interesting to have scary, shiny skeleton and robots <laughs> with red eyes with machine guns. That's way more interesting. Well, I mean, it's funny you say that because I, I was thinking that, but like, okay, so so the, the Rev Nine is what the bad guy's oh, name okay. is, but Rev Nine breaks into some like super high security tech center, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like sucking out all the information from the internets. Wouldn't he just infect it with like Skynet? Right. Right. I mean, I don't like yeah, why, I don't... why. Why isn't that the plan? I don't. Anyway. And then he's in the um... internet, so make all of the airplanes fall out of the sky. Make Judgment Day start early. Launch all the nukes. Yeah. Why? Like, what is? Uh, yeah, open like... all the containment centers for every science lab that's working on biological weapons. It, it would take him four seconds. Right. <laughs> but okay. But you're right. And that is the correct answer, Matt. You five bonus points for getting the correct answer. Thank you. I will spend them we, wisely. I hope you do. But yeah, so it's the idea of the of robots being this like they're just evil, right? Mm. And then they're just going to go kill you. I, I think that still has some value. We don't need every movie to be about this AI takeover thing because it it just it's overdone and it gives me a headache. So I don't want to see that either. But if you recall in the earlier in the film when they go in they're in mexico and they enter that factory they they point out there's a robot an auto you know an automation machine that's yeah. performing some function on assembling a vehicle and they say like oh we're being replaced with machines or something and it's a very throwaway thing that i thought it was like wait a minute can we explore that theme a little bit more like bring that back later in the film or give some weight to that because that is the current perception of robots right is that automation yeah. is replacing uh labor right yes. human labor yes and i think that's a, that's an interesting idea that i don't know is worth exploring maybe not in a stupid 
Terminator movie. But I don't like. I think the perception of robots has changed. Why not update some of the material? It's, well, um, they had the opportunity. It felt like they were going to too because of the uh, with Grace. Yes, being, I was like, just going to uh, say this. Right. Enhanced and, and but it, then I, it ultimately just is dropped. Right, absolutely, and it's kind of funny you mentioned this unnatural selection thing, Sean, in the chunk fires. But that's yeah. isn't that sort of how humans kind of we keep pace? I don't know. Not that yeah. there's actually going to be an AI takeover of humanity, but I, you know what I mean? Like, why not augment ourselves? Anyway, that's the yeah. separate conversation. But it's I felt like they're yeah they were kind of they had set the stage, but the, it never played out. Anyway, that's yeah, I agree. I, I mean, that's what I mean. I think like a lot of those things maybe that like why i like the first half because it felt like other than just being a fun solid action tight action movie for the first half it also had those elements where it's like oh this is going to be interesting let's see right. where they take this right. oh, where it's going to be interesting and then it's like yeah well they didn't really go anywhere with that it's still a good action movie i guess but well, they kind of dropped everything else about I've, it i've read a lot about ai and potential future scenarios and a lot of people scientists and philosophers who study this like kind of have a consensus like the only way that we can prevent ai from becoming self-aware and killing us is merging with it like because if yeah a lot of people agree on that it's like you have to we have to develop brain interfacing and we have to basically become the same as artificial intelligence we have to be augmented otherwise it's a two-side scenario and terminator has all the ingredients to tell that story it just doesn't seem to realize it all that and that would be a cool that would be a cool conclusion to the whole series if they wanted to like how do you beat skynet well join them you're now all that you have human brains with human emotion that are augment but robot bodies and this is the world that this is what the world has become now this is how you prevent judgment day you have to become one in the same thing but i don't know that's yeah i think that's a lot of cool themes to explore that We'll never see in a We won't, movie. because we'll get the same road trip cookie cutter movie. <laughs> yep. Same road trip. They're just going to move further south. So next one's going to be like in Colombia <laughs> and then Brazil. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And then what? All right. Is, is, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is now the time it's to wacky start time, right? off. Is it the wacky time? It's wacky time. All right. Okay. Who wants to start? No, Sean, Sean seems like he's got There's a list. So many... I want. Well, okay. I got a handful of things. Okay, so... So basically, Legion and the Terminators, they're, for all the intents and purposes, the Legion could be aliens, right? There's absolutely right. no link, right, between mm-hmm. them. Correct. So how does Arnold know when the Legion Terminator is going to appear? Uh, he says he's got some kind of software that can sense time ripples. It has nothing to do I... with the robot itself. It's just like when time travel happens, there's a break in space-time fabric, mm-hmm. and he can detect that. I guess I either misheard or or didn't hear that line. I thought it was tied to when he went back in time, they sent all of the Terminators back well, in time. So he knew when all of the Terminators were going to I appear. think you're talking about two separate things. Because that explains how there could be another Arnold's after they destroy the, the evidence in the second one. Yeah. It's that when well, Arnold from T2 came back, a bunch of other Arnold's came back in different locations at the same time. And they're just out there. Well, not Arnold, the T-1000, which also doesn't make any sense why they would be sending Arnold's back with a T-1000 model. That None of that has ever made sense for the whole series. But I'm just saying, like, from the, like, T-2, they sent, the good guys send Arnold back, but they only send Arnold, right. right? But the bad guy, or the robots, they supposedly, according to this film, they send um, Terminators back every couple years for a period of 40 years or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 
but the only T1 the T1000 they send is the one to 1994 or whatever. They all they just send T800s back to the years following that. Do you see what I'm saying? Why would oh, they yeah, but but T1000? Sean, they sent a T1000 to 1984 in Terminator Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> no, that does. But we've agreed that film has no, I know, does not I know, take place. I, know. I just wanted to remind Ryan that Genesis exists. <laughs> dang it! God dang it! But, but like, yeah, because I'm just saying that the Arnold should be a T1000. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. At least, yeah. It, again, you as you mentioned, this is a sloppy shoehorn to get Arnold to come back into the plot, <laughs> and, and they never could figure out how to make sense. And they said, "Ah, screw it, do it anyway." <laughs> Come with the thing that makes the yeah. most sense, even if it doesn't make any. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Okay, real quick. So, uh, throughout the Terminator saga, we're told that dogs can detect Terminators, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the one way we actually have to reliably detect a Terminator. <laughs> but it turns out dogs can't detect Terminators. They can just detect pure evil. Um, so, if a Terminator becomes good, he can't detect it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, because he has a dog, doesn't he? Yeah, and the dog's <laughs> totally fine. I think. I think. I mean, yeah. They explain that dogs can detect when a human's not acting like a human. So, if it's so, they so we're going with that. Arnold has become so seamless in his humanity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's their explanation. They want us to buy, which fine okay <laughs> fine whatever everything about the arnold plot as mentioned earlier is weird and dumb and silly whatever it it that's not even the weirdest dumb and silliest thing about that whole plot so i'll let it go <laughs> fair enough I guess that's right. true. um okay so why what we call it the rev nine why would the yeah. rev nine ever not be in two in both his so forms. that when he well, separates so- he can go what are you gonna do this two of me and then everybody <laughs> makes a rut row face that's why because <laughs> that's the face he- i made i went rut row <laughs> <laughs> and then five seconds later he'll just merge back together for no reason <laughs> look at this cool trick oh so one of them can drive a truck that's why <laughs> yeah <laughs> which yeah, but, yeah. I, I feel like if he was just a t1000 he can just split himself into two little little versions i've of always himself. thought about like that guys. and i've always wanted to see that like okay yeah, little guys. okay so they they freeze and they break the terminator the t1000 into little pieces as a little kid i'm like put them all in jars take each piece and put them in a jar and then i th- <laughs> and then one of my friends at a birthday party was like well wouldn't they all just turn into little tiny terminators i'm like oh no that's a <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse maybe yeah i don't know it's like the yeah so uh, I'm, uh one of my icebreaker questions in my class on during week one is would you rather fight a duck-sized horse or a hundred horse-sized ducks oh no no it's yeah. the other no it's the other way around it's a one <laughs> yeah. one horse size one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses which one would you rather have to deal with i don't know yeah. i think this is the exact same situation <laughs> well I, I is it <laughs> but i'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my notes that the rev nine his splitting never actually has any impact on anything ever like it, it's just only for the sake of being cool not true movie. he can drive the truck while the... why does he still need to drive the truck he can abandon the in truck in case he needs it later <laughs> <laughs> You always might need a truck, dude. He worked hard to get that truck, presumably. I don't remember. 
Yeah, I don't know. He just kind of had it. I'm not sure how he got it. Yeah, he it. just busted out of the wall there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it's just, it, Rev 9 is silly, but I, honestly, I liked it. I, I I don't know. I was into it. I liked the concept. Of, he was okay. Like, he, he they got a good actor to play. Yeah, that. he was good. Like, I liked him. Yeah, he was good. But, like, and, and some of the fight scenes were, like, definitely good, but there were, like, so many moments where it's like, why? Why? Why is this? It just feels like this is unnecessary or doesn't make any sense. And I mean, and it definitely suffers from, and this is not just this movie or franchise, most action films do, but where like there's no consistency between his powers. Like he's literally killing, you know, tens of armed border patrol guards and he can't take down like one Sarah Connor holding him against. Yeah, but if you want to go down that road, every movie is stupid. I mean, yeah, the entire uh, the yeah. entire MCU is it, it, every movie does. Yeah. That. It, it, I don't know. I I kind of have the, just with action genre in general. I have to let that point go because it comes up so often. You, you know. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> uh, hey Ryan, do you remember? Well, remember yeah. the? Uh, oh, okay. Do you guys remember? It, there was the flash forward to the future, and there was the like noodley Terminator, it had all kinds of tentacles. You guys remember that? Yeah. Hey, Ryan, did you, did like you think of the T1 million from the theme park show? Because I did. Oh, I didn't at the time, but now as soon as you say it, yep, that's... I immediately yeah. was like, that's like a tiny T1 million. Yeah. Also, T1 million is a stupid name, but who cares? It's a theme park show. <laughs> it, it really doesn't roll off the tongue at and all. And I'm still mad that they replaced it with a Minions ride. I'm, I will... Yeah. I will. I mean, that's the real downfall of humanity anyway, the yeah. Minions. That's far worse than the Terminators taking over. Oh, by the way, so it's not only just like fated that humanity will fall to machines, but that the machines will specifically develop exoskeletons that look exactly like, like yep. that yeah I, I i thought about that too and maybe in terminator one and two i just kind of let that go because it looks very menacing and it's cool um or they were mimicked to replace like to um disguise themselves as humans right that was one yeah. of the things that they put living flesh over the exocell to fool humans and then kill them but in this legion future they're just a bunch of black yeah. globbity exoskeletons so why i don't know yeah, um, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the guy. It's to... fine. It's fine. He's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Hey, what, what else you got on your silly uh, what, list? Well, I, okay, I have this. It's a super tiny point, but okay. So Grace has this weakness where she gets real tired. Um, I, why? She needs to get is, the juice. They gotta pump her with the she, juice. But is there a single time in the movie where that matters? Uh. Um, I guess early on, I don't know if matters, depending on what you mean by matters. Like, I, they go to that pharmacy, and I don't know if it would have changed anything if she didn't get weak. I mean, I guess for me, if if yeah. she is not, she didn't have vulnerabilities, then there would be no reason for Danny to be, like, there needed to be scenes where, because she's just too overpowered, right? Like, I feel like between her and Sarah, like, there needed to be scenes where Danny was able to grow as a character and do some work, because otherwise... Grace is just a Terminator, and then I don't know who cares. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess for the character development standpoint, because yeah, character-wise, I think it's it important sense, for the but, vulnerability. But yeah, yeah I agree. It, there's not a, there's not a point in the movie where it matters because anytime she needs to fight the Terminator, she's at she's at full she's all juiced up. Mm. So yeah, but in the second half of the film, yeah. especially, she de- like it would have been interesting. Like, oh, she's 
oh, my metabolism's dead. I can't fight. Right, right at the wrong time. I, which I kept expecting to happen, yeah. right? That, and that's yeah. when they set something up like that in the beginning, you're expecting that to kind yeah. of have a payoff in the end where like, oh, no, shoot. We have to either get her some juice or I have to take care of this myself. That never yeah. actually happens. But for the character development point, I'll, I'll let it I'll let it slide. Um, for the same reason why we spent so much time in that future flashback, right? Like, yeah. wh- why did we have to see that future flashback other than it was kind of cool to see? And she's like, oh, I have to save the commander. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we thought, oh, who's this commander going to be? Is it actually John Connor? Is it going to be the mm-hmm. Danny? Is it... But no, it was no one, and it just was to give her some backstory of how she got augmented, um, which I guess we needed to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I would have been fine not seeing it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, also, so I, I guess thinking about it now, I kind of get it. I still think it's kind of silly, but her tattoo, they made a point of like, oh. the tattoos line up. But we why we didn't need the tattoo if we, we could, if she was hacked she hacked into Sarah's phone and she found the coordinates anyway, so the significance of the tattoo seemed irrelevant. Yes, I'm glad you brought this up. So much like no fate but what we make is never created by anyone, as Matt indicated, yeah. and was fabricated by the universe. So is that tattoo. Yeah, because the only reason it's there is. I, at it's, first, I didn't think it. I thought it was a plot hole, but really, I guess the idea is that Danny remembered the coordinates and told yes. Grace to get a tattoo. Yes, those coordinates. Yes, which the only reason Danny ever knew about those coordinates is because she saw them tattooed on her body. So it's a complete causality loop that is fabricated from the universe, but ultimately it cheapens the causality loop of terminators because the original causality loop is the birth of john connor mm-hmm. right from kyle reese yeah. and sarah connor which is a right that's what one of the cool things about that first movie is like oh you know that time travel movies are new and fresh right and that was a fun little thing to yeah. throw out the audience and and then they totally cheapen it with this because that tattoo is completely removed from the movie nothing changes about the movie because grace yeah. extracts those coordinates from the cell phone with future magic yeah, that's what like I like so that was also like that's why I thought that I think I all aside from the thematic stuff I mentioned earlier about being disappointed at the end, I was also disappointed because I thought there was going to be the we're going to somehow tie Legion with Cyberdyne. Not that I think they needed and I I I guess I'm glad it wasn't shoehorned in, but I was expecting them like, "Oh, it did matter. T2 did matter." Or like, the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it never did. Like Right. It, it was completely irrelevant. And so, like, those elements were this tattoo, like, ooh, that tattoo. Maybe it was, I don't know, some crossover for them. This alternate view. I don't know. It gets messy. But, it, yeah, you're right. It just felt, like, so trivial. Yeah, it, it matters not at all. Minor irrelevant point, but Genesis had Genesis. This had Legion. They will never come up with a cooler name than Cyberdyne or Skynet. Like, yeah. I, I'm just, as a fanboy, annoyed that they keep renaming Skynet. That's such a cool name. Anyway, continue. yeah. Plus, when when Terminator or like when references are made to Terminator, it's always like kind of dropped in there as like Skynet. Like, you know, it's like if you ever see like just randomly in video games yeah. or other pop culture media, it's yeah, like exactly. they'll just drop in the word Skynet because people who know it know that's what that is. Like they, it's an instant universal like like a household name. In yeah, a it's way. like you know, use the force, Luke. That, yes, yeah, it's like exactly. One of those Same thing. Pop culture things. Actually, I think they just referenced it in the newest season at BoJack. There's an episode. Oh, I haven't watched that. I think yet. that's what I was just. I, 
yeah, I watched that, and I, I think that's what I was thinking of because I knew there was some recent pop culture. It's the thing, yeah, but... White Whale, the White Whale Company. Yeah, I think it's like they're mentioning all the conglomerates or the subsidiaries, yep. and they mentioned yep. Skynet as one of them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, See, exactly. There you go. Yeah, perfect example. And also, yeah, no one's gonna say Legion, Legion already has other connotations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That bug, that, I mean, again, nitpicking, but uh, that bugged me. Anyway, yeah. And then there was a couple moments too where even like when they were talking about when Sarah Connor was describing the um the the old future <laughs> the old future of of Skynet and and Grace kind of at first reacted like what no it's that's not what the future's like and I was like ooh this might be interesting maybe Legion isn't the same kind of apocalypse we're expecting maybe it's a but then it is exactly like and it's like why what do you mean see that's exactly what your future this would have been a good time to introduce a mad max future because you have the opportunity to have a different apocalypse like whereas terminator which one uh salvation just pretended that the max mad max future was the original future all along like cool if we're Mm -hmm. adding the apocalypse give us a different apocalypse yeah that's that is a good point but you know that's not what we that's not what we got what you, what gonna, you do? gonna do bad boys when they come for you genesis reference yes <laughs> yes um yeah i don't know any other any other fun um foibles i mean all the arnold stuff i we already touched on that but just like i don't know none of that made it yeah it's, it's fine but no i think i'm i think i'm i think i've said my piece for this movie i mean I don't know. You guys have any other major points you want to bring up? No, I think I think we, I think I got most of my beef out. <laughs> Is that an expression? Ryan, put your beef away. Ow! <laughs> All right, I just got it out. All right, I'll put it back. All in. right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, had a good time. Yeah. I don't know if I would, like I said, I, I don't know if I necessarily revisit this, but I had a good time. So. For what? Like, yeah, it, it's funny because this is not something I'd expect from a Terminator, especially post T two. But I would be interested in revisiting these characters. Like I, these characters, I like enough that I would like to see potentially more of these characters. But, but then you have to come up with a convoluted way to bring Grace back. I, exactly. Like the, <laughs> so. Whatever things they have to do to make these characters come back, I don't know if it's worth it. Um, I guess Sarah's still alive, mm-hmm. but it implies that she dies somewhere. Danny, I don't know if I like enough to just see her. Like, right. you know I mean? like so we're also left. We're also kind of just like as a franchise. Let's say this movie did really well. And oh yeah, like, now what? Like oh, what they've already? It's kind of a cul-de-sac already. Like what would they bring? Who would they bring back? Danny. And no one else. Yeah, I wish they would stop driving off with more work to do, because Genesis did the same thing. <laughs> and luckily, I was like, at the end of that movie, I'm like, I don't want to see these characters again. And wish granted. But like, but they keep ending these movies the same way, like as if it's for sure there's going to be more. Like, yeah. It's like... I want them to end the series. Give me a conclusive <laughs> ending. I would love that. Just put it out of its misery and just come up with a really cool ending, maybe one of the ones we discussed, and just be done with it. I'd be alright with that. Arnold is not going to be able to keep coming back for these forever, and then once people catch on, he's not going to do any more of these movies. They're it, That's going to kill the franchise anyway. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, 
are, is he that big of a draw? Like, I, I didn't even think he was bad or anything in this movie, per se. He was fine. He's Arnold. He's He is yeah. what he is. The character and reasoning was the silly part. He, he was whatever he was. But, like, is he even that big of a draw? Like, are people, like... I don't... I gotta... I got, obviously, they're not. This movie bombed. But, I don't know, like, do CEO, like, well, we gotta put Arnold in there, you know? Well, at this point, it might be out of desperation, like... Oh god, these I movies mean, aren't maybe. being good. We can't we can't cut one of the recognizable things we you know, like so I can't foresee any more movies being made without Arnold. So I suppose, but I mean he was more in Genesis than he was in this and that was We we got to stop was... talking about Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish you would. <laughs> Somehow Genesis was so bad that it also made this movie make no sense in this timeline even this movie came after <laughs> even though it came after it and ignores Genesis. amazing all right well there's your half dark fate half terminator genesis review yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh also oh what would all the terminators be doing that Sarah Connor is killing. That okay, so they so they obviously didn't. It's implied that they all were sent back at the same time, so they wouldn't know that John Connor is dead. But now that they're in the past and John Connor is already dead, oh, I just, I just like why does Sarah Connor got to kill him? What are I, they gonna do? They're just oh, like oh, I, oops. I, well, I guess I just picture them mindlessly wandering around, uh, <laughs> and that's why it took so long to make it to Mexico because he walked all the way there. <laughs> well, well so, like they all would have developed lives i guess and just... well that's what i was thinking like were, are they just like why in the same line why is arnold's robot like oh i completed my mission time my programming says go live a, a domesticated lifestyle <laughs> like why didn't skynet think ahead like okay kill john connor and then just kill more humans yeah just keep, keep killing like, everyone just go why? after everyone why wouldn't it just do that you can't stop these things anyway or why wouldn't it throw itself into a hot lava or something like oh we didn't think about that we're machines that didn't think of yeah our algorithm stops after one step (laughs) well anyways there you go i think we talked this to death (laughs) uh yeah well uh let us know your thoughts on dark fate tell us your um theories on how all these things make sense in this timeline or any timeline um and you can do that very many ways. Should we tell them those oh, many ways? Uh, well, we're not on YouTube anymore for the time being. So if you're listening to this on yeah. YouTube, you because of Russian you must robots. be from the future. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Podiums. We're on Radio Public. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. If there are comment sections on those things, you can use them. If there aren't. You can reach us uh, uh, by emailing yumchunks at gmail.com. Um, we'll, we'll read you. Supposedly? I haven't checked that email in a while. We might have mail. Have any of you guys checked that email account? No, I'm, I'm going to check okay, it right Okay, check now. it right now. Oh, we might have to go. Do we have yeah. any? Uh, that, that, that. It's all junk. It's all Twitter notifications, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> yes. and Yeah, junk mail and Twitter. All right, well, look. Hey, you could be special by sending us an email to our inbox because we haven't gotten one of those in a while. So uh, we'll read it on the air if you want, and we'll talk about it. It'll be a talking point in our talk show that we have that we do. So uh, there you go. That's that's that. Thank you if you're listening to this. We appreciate it. Keep on doing it if you can. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the future. 
you're physically able. If you can do it. There you go. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. We do genuinely appreciate your listening. That is nice of you to do. Um, Tune in in the future, next week's, because there will be more episodes coming down the pipe. What do we got? What we got coming up? We got, uh, oh yeah, Cats. We got we got <laughs> Star cats. Wars, Frozen Two. We got Frozen Two. Isn't there at least and cats? Well, yeah, I already said that. But it's worth saying. It, no, but we're gonna review it multiple it is, times. You know, it is worth so. saying. Is is there not another big Hollywood really or uh, holiday release this year? I feel like there's something I forget about, but maybe that's it. Um, well, I don't know. Big holiday next week is um, The Shining Two, Mister Sleep, Doctor Sleep. I don't know if we talk about that. I, see Pass. I would also actually, you know what I would really like to, I, I'm, I'm all, I'm just excited to see this. So I would also like to talk about it is knives out. Oh yeah. Actually that looks I'm, like fun. Yeah, exactly. That looks like it will. I'm hoping that will be great. So I'm, I'm excited and interested for that one and would like to talk about it. If other people would. Um, and we mentioned earlier, but there are some TV shows, especially with Disney plus um, coming out that, TV shows are less frequent. We do here; they're harder to do. But I think if there are shows that warrant it, those would be some. Yes, so. yes, indeed. Okay, well, that... so yeah, stay tuned for that stuff and um, keep on. Thanks keep for listening. Smiling. Keep yeah. on. We'll we'll be back, uh, uh, whether you like it or not. <laughs> also, when she said uh, that was the one cringe moment from Sarah when she's like, "I'll be back." And then she just like takes a couple steps down the little gully. She, she never goes like, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, you didn't need to say that. Like we could see you. You're just How did right you know there. to yeah. say that? What's that on the ground? Is that the script? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right, bye, bye, everyone. Bye. This has been after the credits. A Young Chunks podcast.